What's up, guys? That was one of my favorites and a Jason Aldean album cut, Asphalt Cowboy, that introduced you guys to our episode today. Our midterms are finally over, so now you guys are back in our arms, and I'm so happy and glad to finally be in this recording studio again. It is Wednesday, uh, three days after we typically want to record this podcast. Uh, this is truly my favorite thing to do every week. I think it's one of Alex's favorites too, besides playing baseball, obviously, but yeah. really look forward to this every week. Um, <laughs> I mean, every, I I would like to say this too, like we, we do enjoy this so much. We'd care if you like it, rate it, share it, uh, post a review on whatever platform you choose to listen to this on. It would mean a lot to us, and by us, I refer to my baseball teammates across the table. I have Alex Scheidt, and on the soundboard today, we have Ben Kasebeck. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. See how weird that was? We <laughs> yeah. Shift so it. we we technically have found out that two of the mics aren't working at full power this week. We're testing them, and it just doesn't sound the same out of every mic. So we have Alex and Ben sharing a mic. Yeah, we're going to be bumping knees like soccer players. <laughs> I mean, Ben, as you know, if you've listened to the last two episodes, Ben doesn't talk a whole lot, but we like to get a little bit of input from him because he's not like as devout to country music as Alex and I are, but he still he gives a great opinion on a lot of songs. So if, if you uh, could, again, leave a like and a rate, that w- we would truly appreciate that as we try to pour our hearts and souls into every podcast that we record. By doing those things, it allows us to grow our brand of Tailored Cowboy as we try to provide the newest country music news and songs to the fans of the genre, tailored from the next generation's point of view. Without further ado, um, what happened this week, guys? Why are we recording this on Wednesday? Baseball and that damn landmark security again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We had to work Landmark again, which if you listen to the last episode, we did it last episode too, and that's why we recorded that episode late. Our normal recording time is Sunday night. Well, when you record, or when you record, when you work a Pittsburgh Steelers game on Sunday and you have to be there till 5 and then you're a college student, also a college athlete, you got to finish your homework. And in this case, we were still doing exams this week. Like I had a exam that I waited to do on Sunday night and partly because I I was dealing with family. Not that I want to claim that it's a distraction because I love my family being out here and it's actually the first time I'm a sophomore and it's their first time coming out and watching me play ball. So I truly did enjoy my time with them and Ben enjoyed our family time. He came out for dinner a couple times. Oh yes, they made me very, very fat. (laughs) I mean, yes. I mean, I'm not going to turn that down as a college student though. We barely eat, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and if we do eat, it's not great food. Sorry, Point Park. But you do provide us a great recording studio here in the Center for Media Innovation. But since I brought up my family, uh, I will say I had a funny conversation literally today because the CMT Music Awards are going on right now. They and of are? course, yeah, it, of course, it's like the that. music videos <laughs> and stuff like that. And my mom texts me out of the blue saying, Dad's song is on next. She was assuming that I was watching the show instead of recording the podcast because the podcast is normally recorded on Sunday. And I was like, huh? And she goes, the little big town song. And I was like, the horny one? And that was my response to it. What? Yeah, I was like, the horny one. (laughs) 
<laughs> and she bursted out laughing and then I sent the Mike Tyson laughing video because I knew what I did and it was bad. But yeah, my dad responds with beer, wine, and whiskey and he, apparently he loves that song. And he doesn't like very many country songs like oh, that. I didn't so. know this was, these were just the videos. Yeah, that's why I said it's the video uh, awards. I so I don't, I, no one I'm not that I that. care about it, but it, it's not as big as what will be coming in next month and it's no. the CMA awards. So that's why I was confused. I thought you yeah, meant CMA. No, and I was no, thinking, no. wait a second. No, no. So that was what I did this weekend. Not that I'm going to call them distraction, but I didn't get to listen to all the new music until I was working on my exam. And then I was doing my exam while listening to new music because you have the freedom of not being in class doing exams now because of Corona. You can do that. I got to focus on my exams. Okay. So it was, it was an easy math exam and I had to write basically three paragraphs that I extended to make three par- uh, pages long. So it is what it is. Um, Without further ado, you guys have anything else to add? I will add I'm looking forward to this weekend mainly because of the new music announcements that we will get to in a little bit. But Ben's Penn State and my Michigan Wolverines are playing for the first time this week. But sadly, we'll be working Landmark. No, sadly for me, but the Michigan game's on later, so no, we'll be yeah. able to watch, but me, I'll have to I'm watch the highlights. Dude, I'll have to watch the highlights of Penn State whooping on Indiana. That is, wor- that is worse watching the highlights and stuff. You see the, yeah, the line's only six points. I feel like... The line's only six points? Six but points you gotta, is a lot, dude. dude. Believe I in know, the Nittany Lions, my guy. I Indiana, I don't see it happening. You should be worried about Michigan more. I've seen a lot of things saying that Penn State's defense is the worst it's going to be in a long time. Now, their offense is still good. Well, you see, they're saying that because the best player on the defense is opting out, but they have plenty of they great still replacements. Have, they had a great front seven last year. Yeah, but they uh, – it, what was it? I think it was eight of the top ten tacklers last year all gone. You're focusing too much on statistics, man. It's all about heart in college. James Franklin's a good recruiter, too. He he did it at Vanderbilt. He's doing it at Penn State. That's why Penn State's going to be a problem for a long time. Yes, sir, and Penn State's a lot easier to recruit for than Vanderbilt. Us Michigan fans are getting nervous with little Penn State over there. They're getting bigger and bigger uh, ever since, uh, what's his name, Paterno, Patino? Paterno left. Yeah, you you guys are back. I'll give you that. Um, and our Michigan, who knows what's going to happen this year. We could have four losses or we could have one, but that one is guaranteed to be Ohio State. We aren't beating Ohio State this year. I'm already drinking away. My two seasons are done. So <laughs> Dallas and Texas are done. <laughs> I mean, not. I'm not going to say Dallas is done because they'll get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. They'll win their division, I think. I I, no. I think Philly should win, but Dallas has yeah. a good chance at winning too. I hate too. Philly, but they're going to win. So Yeah. So, that, that that's my excitement. Uh, of course, I was waiting on this boxing match. That's also what took up most of my attention this weekend. Uh, Teofimo Lopez took the crown and all four belts in the lightweight division against Vasily Lomachenko. I mean, in my defense, I love Lomachenko. He was my number one favorite boxer. I'm a huge boxing fan. And Lopez was my number two. So I was waiting on this fight for like two years. Finally get it. And I wasn't really impressed because Lomachenko didn't fight his fight. He took like seven rounds to get going. He typically takes a little while to get going. But he didn't win a round until round seven. And by then he had already lost six to Lopez. So that's at least in the judge's eyes. I don't don't know how you can score at 119, 109. But that's a story for a different day. And I don't want to get into that on a country music podcast. So our first and biggest news of the week was Garth Brooks made 
finally made an announcement on when his new album, Fun, will be released. And it will be released on November 20th. He also announced that uh, the next radio single will be a cover of A Star is Born's Shallow with his wife, Trisha Yearwood. Now, Garth, I'm going to say this real quick. No way you hear this with our tiny podcast, but put your music on streaming services. I was about to ask. It's not going to be on Apple Music. No, it's it's not not going to be on anything. It's only going to be on, I think it's Amazon that he has like a... Mm -hmm. a, Or is it it a Google? Pandora. It's Pandora. I think so. It's either Google, Pandora, or Amazon. One of the three. He has signed a an exclusive deal with them, and I use podcast or I use Spotify. He uses iTunes. We're not going to be able to preview that music from that album. There's so. a a cover band that was like in the top ten uh, most of the time on the all country chart, and it was just Garth Brooks covers. Yeah, because. I, he has no music well, on. He calls himself Barth Brooks too on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, uh, he just takes the Garth Brooks songs and does covers of them, and he does pretty well. So, because we don't have a version of the Shallow, plus it's not even out, but we won't have a version of Shallow. Here is probably there. There's been many country covers of this song too, but I think this is my favorite version. It is Danielle Bradbury and Parker McCollum. Here's Shallow by them. Okay, so that was Shallow by Danielle Bradbury and Parker McCollum. That's the first time I ever heard of Parker, too. And in that, I guess, single that was for Danielle Bradbury that didn't really hit very well, uh, Parker, I don't think, has found his voice. And plus, that's a song that really showcases the woman's voice. And Danielle Bradbury (laughs) from The Voice, NBC's The Voice, killed it in that single. So I, I love her voice. She just doesn't have that. She doesn't have a good song, I would say, yeah, I that say, has done well. I could well. not place a name. She, a she, has, name. she has the song Sway, and she has, oh, what's the other one? I don't know, but I liked Sway. Sway was pretty good. It was catchy, but it didn't catch on radio. Uh, but I just want to men- mention this. The music clips might be a little bit off because we were tinkin- tinkering with the mic levels, and our music doesn't nearly touch the level that our voices do. And if we turn up the music any louder, our ears are going to get blown off. So please bear with us with the music level of this podcast. But without further ado, we're getting back into the country music news. Dirk Bentley's got a new new announcement that he made on social media. No, uh, On the 22nd, which is literally tonight, Thursday night at 12 o'clock at midnight, Thursday, you will be able to hear the song. I think it's going to be called I've Been Gone. He hasn't announced it yet, but there's been like a little trailer of like two seconds and then him talking over it that basically says I've been gone. So I think it's going to be called that. But man, 
is it might be good, dude. So that's two tracks for me tonight, but I don't listen to them until tomorrow night. Tomorrow, Friday. Yes, yeah. I'm the same way. But this one sounds good because they in the little snippet that he was talking over it, he was talking about, man, I've missed country music. And the song, I think, might be called I've Been Gone. But he hasn't been gone. Well... He hasn't been gone. He, I was not expecting new music from Dirks Bentley. We got new music from uh, Hot Country Nights. I was expecting it. You, had, you the were? Little, you had the little thing with Hot Country Nights. It's been what? Uh, well, Summer of 2018? Yes, 2018 was Living, and 2019 was when Li- Living took off. That was the last single from his album. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I, mean, I, I was expecting, like, this is the normal timeline for a mainstream artist to put out a new album years. and stuff. But I, with the Hot Country Nights project, I wasn't expecting it. I think the reason it's so quick is because those songs are probably so easy to write. They probably just rattled them off because they I were... I don't think so. I feel like I they, think the humor is very hard to write. I know, but I feel like they, at the time, probably were just in such a great state of mind thinking of, we're just writing songs for bullshit. Like, yeah. we're just do, having the fun time, uh, fun time of our lives. Yeah. And it was probably easy, but you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so Dirk Bentley, new song, can't wait. He's one of my, he's French top five. Literally, I was going to mention it later on, but I'm going to mention it now. Parker McCollum's still my number five. I was ready to make the announcement if his EP was not good because I was upset with the EP announcement. Muscadine Bloodlines, my new number six, and Dirks is seven. Muscadine jumped Dirks. I hate to say it, but Dirks is getting ready to jump over Muscadine again. So... Strong Dirks Bentley album comes out before Parker. Maybe Dirk sneaks back into my top five, but that's a little look into my top seven, I guess, right now. And Jake Owens at eight. So, Dirks. That's, yeah. a, that's a great name. I, I love that <laughs> name, too. We had a baseball player for the Detroit Tigers named Andy Dirks, and that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Bless you. But, yeah, Andy Dirks, he was an all right baseball player. He got pushed out of the Tigers in like two years during our 2012-2014 run. Couldn't have him on the team. And then we ended up losing to his stupid Giants in four games. yeah. In four games. Uh, in indie news, one of my favorite new finds of 2020 has been Jonathan Lee. He announced that he will have a new release called Broken Bottle. Looking forward to that. Um, again, my expe- expectations aren't too high. Very new, very new independent artist. Um, best way to look forward to that is just go in with low expectations and be surprised, you know? And then, uh, just announced some singles this week. Uh, here are some songs that you might hear on radio very soon. Eric Church's, we just mentioned this last week. His newest is on the radio, at least his newest will be called hell of a view. Here it is. So, as we said last week, that will probably be his best commercial song. It'll be Of the four that he's released. It it should be top ten. I'm not going to put my stamp on it that it'll be top Mm ten. You know how country music world is, you know? The songs that you always think are the ones that are going to get up there. (laughs) For some reason, they just don't. Yeah. Unless Uh, they're made by a big artist. You say Luke Combs is going number one, he's going to go number one. Yeah, so that was Eric Church's. And then here is... The newest radio single by Adam Doliak. This has been out for a long time, probably I think 2017 off the top of my head. This is called Whiskey's Fine. Well, 
again, I'm go- always going to be a little bit partial on Tailored Cowboy with Adam Doliak. He was one of the first EPs that I ever wrote about. And in this one, I ranked, it was a set, it was a six uh, song EP and I ranked it my fourth favorite song. He had famous, I choose lonely and mom and daddy's mommy money that I think easily could have been pushed to radio. Whiskey's fine is another one that is um, sort of that like new style of hookup song. And this one is basically, she just comes knocking on the door and he invites her in saying, let's have some whiskey and talk. Uh, a little bit of Netflix and chill action, you know. Has he ever had a top like fifty single? Uh, fifty, yes. Okay, fifty. He had what is it off the top of my head? Can't think of it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it really quick. Really ten quick. seconds. Yeah, I get ten seconds here to find it. Famous, famous was top forty, one hundred percent. All right, so yes, Famous was his top 40 song. And then literally as I was making the schedule today, I rediscovered one of my old favorites from an indie artist turning mainstream. Here is Troy Cartwright's Hung Up On You. A very catchy tune, and Ben can attest to it because I literally screamed, I remember this song. This song was put out in 2019, and it's one of those smaller names that you just, like, you listen to to give them the right, the respect that they put out a new song, and they kind of made it, Mm -hmm. but still he was indie at the time. So I didn't really, like, catch on to it, like the indie part of country. I didn't really start dipping my toes into, like, other independent artists until this year. Um, I had, like, a few, a select few that I really, really liked, but... This song caught on to me in 2019. It was released, and I'm so happy it might get a chance to get top 50 on radio here. Uh, That was Hung Up On You by Troy Cartwright. He's put out another song that was from today. It's called Hammer. I'm not really a huge fan of it or any of his other real songs, but that one, it it was repeatable for me in like November-ish of last year. Now let's jump into some chart rankings. Oh, shoot. No, we're not going to jump into chart rankings. No. We have next week what we're looking forward to. Alex, take it away. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you got listed, and the only thing I can remember, too, is uh, Luke Combs's deluxe album. Uh, what is it called again? It's uh, it's what you see is what you get deluxe album. Yeah, no, but it, no, it's changed, isn't it? It has. Is it forever after all? No, no. It's like changed differently. Uh, yeah. I mean, what you see is what you get is... Uh, the uh, the album, but yeah. this is the deluxe version, and it's called "What You See Ain't Always What You Get." Oh, so it's okay. like a li- yeah, a little. He, he did that with uh, this one's for you, and then he named it "This One's for You Too." Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's really it. You were gonna mention, um, and then I was gonna mention. Let me go. Yeah, get and it. I was obviously the Dirk Bentley song, and then you were about to mention something else. Too. Yeah, I saw this on Twitter. I have some country artists, some country bands. Uh, they're on Twitter, I get their notifications, and one of them is Whiskey Myers, and I didn't even know about this. This is from eight days ago, but they just tweeted it out. John Jeffers, their uh, lead guitarist and kind of like backup vocalist, had an ATV accident eight days ago. Uh, they said it was pretty scary, and he actually did fracture his head, 
but uh, everything seems to be looking up, and he says he's recovering well, and he got released from the doctor. I think that might have been like three days ago. So our well wishes out to uh, John Jeffers. For sure. I've never heard of somebody fracturing his head, but... And being okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> spells concussion, and as athletes, we know how bad concussions can be. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans have definitely found that out with Antonio Brown, so... <laughs> We're going to jump into some chart rankings now. We have, uh, first of all, I want to make a statement. I misread them last week. I read off of the updated mainstream uh, rankings. Most of them were correct except for the number one. The number one on the media-based chart was Tim McGraw's I Called Mama. And I played that uh, track because I had it queued up a couple of days before. And then we decided to read the updated chart and didn't realize it. So this week's chart, as of Sunday night when it gets released, this is number 30, Brothers Osborne's All Night. 29, Dylan Scott's Nobody. 20, 28, Jordan Davis's Almost Maybes. 27, Morgan Wallen's Seven Summers that made another 10-song jump. Absolutely, or three song jump. Yeah, my bad. Ten, no. Three song jump. Absolutely ridiculous. I'll have I have a stat that I'm going to read after the charts. Twenty six. Luke Combs is better together. That one that made a twenty one song jump. Huge jump, like unheard of. Is and it? this is what I'm talking about. I said nine weeks. Give it nine weeks. He's thinking. I think I saw. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that tweets out. Chris Owen. Chris, I think he said uh, late December, early yeah, January. I, I'm going to read that in a second, too. I oh. had that stat screenshotted as well. <sighs> 25, Tennille Arts, somebody like that, up one. 24, Eric Church's Stick That in Your Country song. And as it was announced, that song is starting to dip, and they've already put out like mm-hmm. what their next single will be. So top 25 hit. Again, for that song, I wasn't really expecting it to go that high even because yeah. how, like... Um, I guess not outcaster or rebel, rebel, rebellious. Yes. Rebellious. That song is. And just how usually to me, country radio is, uh, nowadays just poppy. Safe plays. Yeah. Uh, that song isn't to me catchy. I like it and everything, but it's not a song you hear over and over going, Oh my God. Yeah. This is so easy to sing along to. For sure. And then at 23, we have long live again. Another one that's shooting right up there. It's up to. Number 22, Nika Moon's Good Time, up one. Number 21, Dustin Lynch, staying put with a mama's house. 20, Rascal Flats, up two to How They Remember You. Darius Rucker at 19 with Beers and Sunshine. Chris Stapleton at 18, up two with Starting Over. Kitmore, 17, dropping one, She's Mine. I mean, that one's been on there forever. I was expecting it to be at least top 10, but who knows what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Number 16, Kelsey Ballerini's Hole in a Bottle. That's another one that Chris Owen's sticking his neck out for, saying it might be number one soon. Number 15, Lady A's Champagne Night. 14, from one, this is how big it dropped, and this was how we made our mistake. It dropped from one to 14. Tim McGraw's I Called Mama. Yeah, they they, they chuck it in the trash bin after it hits number one. Oh, for they sure. Just, yeah, all right, you're good. Yeah. 13, Dan and Shay up one. I should probably go to bed. 12, up one, Kenny Chesney's Happy Does. Eleven, Chris Lane's Big Big Plans. Up one, up one, John Party ain't always the cowboy. Number nine, Parker McCollum, Pretty Heart, and I want to mention that one just went gold. By the way, 
Saw that on social media. Number eight, Blake Shelton's Happy Happy Anywhere didn't move this week. Up two, though, was Hardy's One Beer. Up one was Morgan Wallen's More Than My Hometown. Up one, Russell Dickerson's Love You Like I Used To. That one was pretty fast, too, I will say. Yeah. Uh, number four, Matt Stell. We'll get into him later. Matt Stell's Everywhere But On went from five to four. From four to three, Jameson Rogers, Some Girls, and it's slated to be the number one media-based song this week. Number two, Lee Bryce still sticking in the top five. One of them girls. Oh, so that thing didn't fall down. Oh, no. And then here is your number one song of the week on Media Basis Chart. I want to just say that song probably went number one because of how unique it probably is to country radio. It's a ballad, but it's an electric guitar ballad. Jason Aldean's had a few of these, but in my opinion, it's not as great as some of his other ones. I think the the lyrics are very vanilla. It's about him just like leaving his past relationships in the past, as he says, what he got what he got right now he don't care basically that song was weird because i remember when it was announced as a single i wasn't happy with it either and there was a couple some, other songs on the album that yeah, i liked more but just for some reason and i know itunes charts really aren't something to go by yeah but that thing like shot up to number one like the number one most like downloaded song or whatever i guess mm-hmm. on itunes and it was up there for like two weeks and i was like is no one from like any other genre gonna knock <laughs> Jason Aldean off the number? I saw comments starting on that on his album last yeah. year, going, "Who is this bozo? Get him off number one!" Like you know, all <laughs> the other fans from all these other artists, they were like getting mad, and I was even like sitting there like, "Okay, yeah, you can kind of fall from number one." <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if was it already a radio hit? We back. Was that a yeah? Movie? That was that was his okay, lead that single was, that off was, that last album. That was my uh, number one from that album. So again, I I didn't really care for it. it I don't it really was care. His for latest it. album, Nine. He's already care. said he already has his next album planned and oh, ready God. to go. <laughs> <laughs> number ten. But shining light on Aldine this week, he had the intro song and the number one song in Media Base. Now let's get into some new singles. And again, I didn't write this article too busy this week and but i will stick my neck out for the songs that are going on radio first and then after that we'll we'll say which ones are going to radio but after that i'm just ranking them in order by uh notable names like names that will be recognized more than others so the first song of this week he had a number one just weeks ago this is the new one from Lee Bryce called Memory I Don't Mess With. Yeah, I don't mess with the girl I was the best with, the one I was obsessed with. Girl, you just don't get it. I fall right back with one slip. Always leave me helpless. Don't hate me, I can't help it. Gotta leave us where we left it. Your memory I don't mess with. So this is how we're going to try to attempt to cut time down this week with the new singles. We don't have a ton of analysis on it. Like I said, I didn't write articles, so I don't have anything I'm reading off of. But that one is one of the new two radio songs that will be out. Uh, Memory I Don't Mess With, that sounds like a classically Bryce breakup song. 
probably spells another top 10 hit, in my opinion. Maybe not in Alex's. He's not a fan. But I do believe Lee Bryce is one of the most underrated uh, singers in country music, like I've said before. And I do think that one's a top 10 radio hit. Anything you want to say, Alex? Uh, I'm looking at it. That's the that's his fifth release track from yes. his new album. Um, it's probably to me, I would say the second best song. Um, behind what? I liked uh, behind. I hope you're happy now. Um, oh, he's including that on his album. Too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. I'm kind of like. A, yeah. I but, mean, um, I would agree with that too. I didn't know that was going to be I'd on his album. It, yeah, I'd call it the second one. I didn't like one of them girls, uh, especially it being number one. Uh, and more beer and uh, hey world with blessing is it a four, a four, uh, whatever. But uh, I didn't like those two songs either. So Ben has an evil smile, looking glaring at me because I just cramped. I ran fucking like thirty sprints and did two hundred squat jumps in the pitchers only practice today. Light work and literally like I'm such a drama queen because of the cramps and stuff. I dropped to the floor right in front of Ben earlier. And it was they, the cramps do hurt. He, the cramps do hurt. He thought it was funny. I, I was not enjoying it at all, laying on the floor, grabbing my quad. But, you know, that's how it is sometimes as an athlete. I'm drinking f- free ad for Mio here. I'm drinking Mio's uh, sports drink. It's the Black Cherry, uh, Black Cherry flavor, one of my favorites. And Ben and I are big fans of Mio. So... You know, advertisements, if Mio, if you do podcast advertisements, hit us up. Uh, they have many different flavors. My top three are lemonade, black cherry, and orange vanilla. I like it. Uh, ben doesn't really like the orange vanilla one, but the and that's like the three tiers too. It's the lemonade's the normal flavor, and then the black cherry is kind of like the like energy drink flavor, and then vitamins is the orange vanilla one. So Mio, you know, free ad. Yes, I'm cramping. Doesn't feel good right now. Just went off the rails in the last like minute and a half. <laughs> yeah, I, he's just staring at me, laughing, and I'm in pain, looking at the ceiling. Okay, number the second radio song, the last radio song of the week. This is "Never Get Old" by Russell Dickerson. I think this is one of the laziest written radio songs I've heard in a long time. Yeah, but it's somehow like one of my favorite Russell Dickerson songs, <laughs> mainly because I really just don't like him. So it well, wasn't I mean, hard for it to go away. Neither up there. do I. I I I enjoyed Blue Tacoma, and that's, that's my favorite. And song when I that. when he first came out, Yours was catchy for me, and then it got way overplayed. And then mm-hmm. that's one of those songs that it, it was a good song, but you just don't really like anymore because of how overplayed it was. Um, but yeah, Blue Tacoma is probably his best and probably yeah. will be his best the way he's going. Basically, that's just laziest. Like I said, I'm going to knock on it hard because I don't really like what Russell. Laziest song I think I've ever heard for radio. He basically begs the crowd that is not listening to him live singing this in the studio that, come on, let's sing it. Never get old. And he repeats it like seven times in the chorus. And then if it's not banged into your head already he gets like a choir behind him to sing it too so i don't know and Not i want to say is 
Is there, you know, for like movies and like the box office, the way that works, there's like a death like knell when a movie gets released and that month is February. Can we say like a month for music is December? Because that's when this new album, Southern Symphony, oh, for, sure. for Russell Dickerson. I didn't know out. where you were going, but yes, December around just, the country music, uh, I'm Christmas music. I'm listening to just Christmas music, at that, Christmas music yeah. at that time. Like, I'm not really focused on anything else, and you coming out with a new album, I'm just not really in for it at the time. Texas, like big Texas artists like to call out mainstream artists because the Texas artists are able to fill those stadiums and arenas with people, mm -hmm. but they're not on national radio. And I feel like Russell Dickerson's one of those guys. He he might be tapping into that bro boyfriend country little genre type thing, the sub the sub genre, mm -hmm. but I don't see him feel, filling one of those Texas domes. I don't. No. There's no way. No, nah, yeah, no. Nah. His his la his first last first debut album too. He's only had one. Granted he's not a Morgan Wallen of any sort. That album was not great in my opinion. There's no way he's filling up a stadium. So that's a little bit of Russell Dickerson again just kicking dust onto it, you know. Just I don't know. I don't know how else to explain that. But Number three, my I'm going to stamp my approval on this song. This is my favorite song of the week. This is called American Soul by Aaron Watson. Down to town, you can hear the sound of the American soul. Oh, say can you see flag that you wave. Freedom ain't free in the home of the brave. It's the roots and the boots from the hard hat to the steel toe. I wanted to include the strings and the steel at the end of that song as well, give it a little bit of the instrumental. But that is what I look for when I hear Aaron Watson and I see his name. That is the type of song that I love. Alex, you were ready to speak. What yeah, that, that's my favorite release of Aaron For Watson sure. of the year. That's For his sure. third release, so album probably coming out next 100%. year. One hundred percent. But yeah, I really, really, I like that song. Uh, the second verse, I really liked how it. Uh, what was it? Uh, the, uh, he says about America: the Yankees are always in the playoffs, yep. and the Cowboys are always on the TV on Sunday. And then he ends that line with, "And I'm sick and tired of the, the." <laughs> of the damn old Republicans and uh, no, he said rotten old Republicans and damn old Democrats. Yeah. So you know, bashing both. So yeah, and we're gonna fine. get we're gonna get into country artists dipping in and claiming that they're not really taking a side in their music because we're uh, gonna be doing our top five Alan Jackson songs at the end of this episode, and one of our favorites is. Uh, it's the 9-11 song. Why is it escaping? Where were you? Of course. Um, and he states, I love when he states it too, and we're going to talk about it later. But back to the Aaron Watson song, when they just don't take a side in politics, but they want to mm. talk about their country, that's one of my favorite yeah. songs ever because this I'm song, not a political yeah. guy either, but I love the country. This song is a great thing for both sides because it's, like, it's kind of just a reminder of, you know, Get we are on one radio. nation. And we need to be united, you know, kind of all like that stuff. I mean, they're called the United States, for crying out loud. So. Yeah. Please get this song on radio. I love it. Uh, it's just the Oh Say Can You See, the begin mm -hmm. the chorus is just so patriotic because, it's the, of course, the beginning of the Star Spangled yeah. Banner. 
truly but, one of probably one of my favorite releases of 2020. It's him putting this song out saying how we all need to be united, but yet in like two three weeks the country is going to just be more divided, even than more it divided, ever has. no matter who wins. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. When when that country's more divided, Eric Church is going to bring us together with that double album, the blue and the red, the blue for the Democrat and the red for the Republican. Hopefully. Can't you wait. You didn't you know. mention what you say about him yeah. that we're thinking he has this double album. If it doesn't come out, that's so disappointing. And then you didn't say, and oh, I didn't say about coming up this Friday yeah. about maybe something from Co Wetzel. Yeah. Now, okay. How, yes. I, the, the social again, media it could, post could be just. He's a just thing teasing. Too. He's yeah. just like putting it out there. Could be a single and, and would be very underwhelming. Yeah. But he could surprise an album. So it's like all that. these these two things coming up. It's like I don't want to try to get my hopes up too much and then not have anything be out. So. Yeah, I saw that post when it was eight minutes posted, and I was like, Alex, <laughs> <laughs> knowing it's like his favorite Texas artist, and he's a Texas guy. But yes, that one. Aaron Watson, he's been friend or foe with the country music world. That one should make national radio, in my opinion. Push that one, please. This is the right time for it, and I think it's very good. Fourth song of the week. This is probably the the one that um, dominated the news, I would say. I didn't even hear about it. You didn't. I just got really in this room. Dominated the news. Low cash featured Rob Gronkowski, the tight end, former tight end of the Patriots, current tight end of the Buccaneers. He had his own little stunt where he was on the mass singer and low cash decided you know what let's bring on gronk and gronk is apparently a man of many talents singing is not one of them in my opinion but you know his family his brothers he's got four other brothers they've started a band called the gronkowski brothers they are latching so hard onto his name they are i mean i know they're they're talented they made the nfl i can't say anything but like (laughs) I mean, so they're going to try to ride Low Cash into the country music world. Here is Low Cash's song with the Gronkowski brothers, Cloud of Dust. Let's hear it, baby. All right, gut reaction from you, Alex. That was the chorus. I didn't hear... Enough. The the Gronk brothers yet. So I don't. I can't. The Gronk brothers were fi- they were filtered in there. So that, they don't have their that own. That was with. They don't have their own. Oh, uh, okay. I thought verse. they maybe had their own line and no. stuff. Well, uh, it, I don't. I'm, I'm a Low really, Cash dominates that song, and they yeah. kind of sing like the background vocals. I'm a big iffy kind of person on Low Cash. I think they Me have too. like every single album. I mean, they've they have like a couple of gems, three. and mostly just like songs that you'll just yeah, skip. And they're those stereotypical people that people that hate country music look at them and be like. <laughs> This is what you like for country yeah. music, and you see them too. So, I mean, it, it's kind of nothing. But this song will—I'm not gonna say it's gonna go on country radio and be big, but it's gonna—it was—it's gonna have its time in the spotlight for this like last week, even though I didn't really hear anything about it. So maybe it's not having its time in the spotlight. Yeah, I, I wasn't—I wasn't a huge fan. I'm gonna come in and like quit the little soft tappers and little daps to the song that one in my opinion so overproduced the voices were nowhere near the two low cash brothers that we're used to hearing it was very very produced and i didn't like it was not a fan again uh it was sort of as bad as the russell dickerson song in my opinion um 
again, we're just ra- rattling these off, trying not to give too much analysis to these songs. Here is number five of the week, not really in ranking, but the fifth song, Get Them Together by Logan Mize featuring Claire Dunn. on over my way, my rough and tough, your soft and sweet, my heart, your heart, they need to me, like a needle in a groove on your favorite record, let's get them together. A little bit of a hookup song there from Logan Mize featuring Claire Dunn. Mm-hmm. Nothing much really to say. It wasn't anything too special, but it definitely wasn't that bad this week for some of the songs we've already played. Uh, I'm not going to say I was a fan of it um, because it is typically that like radio hookup song. No, like, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the lead up to it. It's basically just saying... Uh, your lips and my lips are meant to be together, so let's get them together type thing. So, Yeah, Logan Mines to me is hit or miss. He is very hit or miss. I loved one of his songs, really, in my opinion, and it wasn't even that huge in country radio. So uh, we've I've already stumped over this, too. It was like 2017, one of his good ones, basically one hit wonder from, I think it was Comeback Road, his album. But... The sixth song of the week. This is by Shenandoah featuring Lady A. This is every time. No. What? It's not, no, it's, it's not. I I skipped the song. Oh, this is okay. I skipped the song here in my sheet. I wrote them all down. Um, sixth song of the week is actually by Brown and Gray. This one's "Make You Mine." So that is the English pop country duo Brown and Gray. They had one song in 2018 that I couldn't, I was falling in love with that pop song. It was called Top Down. I drive a Jeep back home, a Jeep Wrangler, so I just played it 24-7. But anything on Brown and Gray? Uh, yeah, that wasn't in Whiskey uh podcast. That was my first time hearing it. Okay. Uh, I'm unprepared. Yeah, usually I yeah. I listen to Whiskey Rips podcast. Well, late. in our defense, we were literally yeah, yeah. playing baseball, working a football game for 12 hours on one day, and then also doing exams. So yeah. I didn't expect you all to listen to every song. But uh, but no, I didn't really like that at all. I didn't like – I hate uh, – and you'll hear – oh, I hate hearing uh, that quick kind of like – the quick kind of lyrical thing that he had going on oh, there really? in the chorus. The my, yeah. my, my. And you'll see what else I dislike uh, later when we talk about EVs. Okay. About okay. something about choruses in the way. Okay. Kind of okay. like quickish, kind of kind of like this way. but I don't like this, where this is going. <laughs> um, we'll see what artist it is because we have some disagreements on the EPs this week. Love to see it. Um, and again, Ben, I don't know if you've been taking your normal notes, but we want to get your top two singles there wasn't yeah, many great no, ones not not gonna do top three top two uh again i already queued this one up this is called every time i look at you by shenandoah featuring lady a Close my mind, girl, 
so they touch on it in that song, and I was stumping over this song earlier. I wanted to mention it here. This sounds a lot like Adam Doliak's probably top 40 hit. I'm, I'm comfortable it was top 40. I could be underappreciating it. could have been top 30, top 25. This sounds like his song Famous, where it's basically just saying, you look famous to me when I'm with you type thing. They don't give it the acclamation that he does in that song, but they say, like, when I look at you, I see one of the girls that are in the typical magazine type thing. That's yeah. my take on that song. Hmm. Alex? Uh, that's their second release now of their new album that's coming out in November. Uh, I don't, didn't like it as much as the Zach Brown band feature. Uh, well, I mean, they have features all on that album, but... Yeah. uh yeah, it was fine. Uh, I'm not a huge Lady A fan, kind of like a a fringe fan, only a couple songs here and there. But okay. they sounded nice there. Because I know in the snippet I heard, uh, it was the uh, male vocalist from Lady A. I forget the name. But I heard him, and he sounded pretty good. So. Charles Kelly? That's the vocalist. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> not good with names and bands. Like, I couldn't even tell you, who's the who's the woman's name? I don't know the women's name. I know, I know who they Charles are Kelly. and stuff, but yeah. it's like I just names it's are kind me. of embarrassing as we're a country yeah. music podcast. Yeah, like when I, when we were talking about Brothers Osborne, I was like, oh shit, like what are they called? <laughs> I just, <laughs> TJ I just, and John. <laughs> I just know their last name Osborne. So, yeah. uh, and then we're gonna queue up the next one here. This is a country Canadian country band. They I know them because they had the World Junior Hockey song in 2019 or 2018, I think it was. It was called Roots. I really liked that song. That was on repeat for me a little bit because I did watch the World Hockey Juniors Championship. But this is off of their newest album, Sophomore Slump, the Reclaws uh, song, Not Gonna Not. Yeah, not not much to say. Not gonna not diss on it because it's not as bad as some of the other songs. And of course, without a script, I don't really have anything really to read off of. But again, like I said, it's not the worst of the week, so I'll give them props for that. Yeah, uh, I I listened. To, I had one song off their album that they put out last year, freshman year. It was, of course, ho- titled "Hometown Kids." Yeah. So obviously, I liked it as much as pop as it was i liked yes. it but uh yeah no i didn't really like that snippet there yeah it was a canadian country their uh, brother album. brother and sister yes. yeah. brother and sister canadian country duo and that uh, it was an album the october 16th the release on friday when normal music is released and we normally cover it but again i'm not going to cover that because it wasn't a huge album and I do want to mention this because I wanted to mention it earlier. The Sturgill Simpson Bluegrass album, uh, I did not get a chance to listen to it. Again, everybody's given, they're ramping and raving over it, and I have not been able to listen to it yet. I want to be able to cover that next week because I do know that there's only one big project, and that's by Luke Combs, and it's only a four-new-song project. So I think we might be able to fit in that Sturgill Simpson Bluegrass album. It's 20 songs long, which is why I never really dipped into that and tried to listen to it because I knew I wouldn't be able to cover it this week. Yeah. I've only ever listened to one full Sturgill Simpson album. Uh, it's uh, the Meta Modern Sounds and Country yeah. Music. I was uh, looking forward to like listening to a new project from Sturgill. Yeah. So. Because I didn't listen to last year's. At the time, last year, any country artist like kind of big that put out a country like album I'd listen to right away. And he put out uh, Sound and Fury, but it was labeled under Alternative. Yeah. And I was kind of like, 
I'm not going to get it. It's not really labeled country, and it mm-hmm. seems like he's kind of out of country, but obviously yeah. not. But. A very big name. Uh, I got to listen to it. I will this week. Um, and then I just want to give Rec Laws one more uh, like little uh, touch of fact on them. They do try to dip into that like Greek life thing they've yeah. had they have the big r which looks like one of the high school's logos from my be- my hometown but their first album was called freshman year and there were some Greek that, yeah. symbols on it and then this one was called sophomore slump and then they so had they like the an, building you gotta have an so album next next year out called junior junior year whatever something junior year yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh sat year or something <laughs> i don't know the hardest year in, co- in, co- in well, college i don't know about college is is junior year labeled high school is definitely junior year in high school is labeled the hardest year but i don't know about college so i don't know i don't know we're not there yet we'll see <laughs> i'm sorry i just dropped my water bottle uh the next song is i think it's her fourth release on streaming services she has gone TikTok viral, TikTok famous over the summer of coronavirus 2020, COVID-19 uh, version of 2020, the quarantine stuff. But she's a popular songwriter in Nashville and used TikTok to her benefit. This is Jealous of the Sky by Ashley Cook. Let the rain out when you feel like you want to cry. Now you get to say hello while I got to say goodbye. I love her voice in this. Uh, I'm going to give it a strong comp to Colby Calais from Gone West. Uh, I really like this song. It's basically her in like a post-breakup sort of feeling saying she's jealous of the sky because the sky looks the same every day. And quite honestly, she's a little torn up after her breakup. So very cool song. I'd give it a chance. Again, this is one of those TikTokers and it is was, it, it was, what, what yes. song of hers blew up? Uh, this is, this is, this is her first, um, song from TikTok, like that she used TikTok to use. Oh, like, oh to get so up it, it, it was on TikTok already? Yeah. And no, no, it no. Got so well, pop- she was using TikTok saying, I'm going to release it on this day. And I think it went top 10 on iTunes. Oh, I yeah. missed out on that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So she she did a what actually was her biggest was she did a cover of Chasing You by Morgan Wallen. I saw. On I TikTok. just saw that. I looked on her yes. iTunes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that was technically her biggest song, but this one will surpass it because she is using TikTok to get up there. Sort of like Priscilla Block, who's now on, now on radio, That's and who Cooper Allen. You started like really really hyping it up, and I really thought it was going to be the Block chick no. because I was like. Ashley Cook, I'm like, that doesn't sound familiar. The only, like, woman I know from country uh, on TikTok this summer was that, what was it, Priscilla Block? Yeah. Yeah, her song was a different type of level than this one, but still this one is getting that TikTok push. Um, Number, I don't know what number this is anymore, but this is the Troy Cartwright guy that I was talking about with his Hung Up on You single. This is his newest from this weekend, Hammer. little bit of a hang- headbanger from him uh again i really do believe that russell dickerson song was the worst of the week so as long as you top a mainstream artist it's got to be somewhat of respectable somewhat good in my opinion if you 
beat out one of the mainstream guys, and I didn't like that Russell Dickerson song. I was trying so. to find it earlier. Uh, I always like when, because again, I, like I said, I follow a lot of people on Twitter and have their notifications on, mm-hmm. uh, and even when they retweet stuff, I see it, and I was trying to find, because I took a screenshot of it, trying to find which guy I follow retweeted it and like was like, oh, everyone look at this new single from, uh, I don't know, a friend of his, but whatever, but it was Parker McCollum. He yeah. retweeted it and was, and you know, so he from got that, Cartwright? yeah. Okay. So he got that rub from just Parker retweeting it, so his a mass amount of followers can see it. Alrighty, because I was thinking like, well, who did it? Who did it? And I was like, because obviously they have to be friends, or because is he from Texas? I don't know where he's from. He's not from Nashville, so so that's all we know. <laughs> yeah. I was right. actually, I was quite honestly thinking he was Canadian, but he could be Texas. Let me see if I can go. Uh, while up. Alex looks that up, this is the next from Ward Davis called Black Cats and Crows. This one's a little spooky getting into the Halloween season here. Oh, he's got a Wikipedia. All right, he's from play, Dallas. Play the song real quick. Black cats and crows. Very dark. You get a little bit of the piano, organ, whatever. I, I think it's piano, but could be quite organ uh, yeah, with his, how dark of tune His voice is. is really, really good. I love it. I, I didn't really know do. how, when I first heard his name, I mean, again, you know, I'm not a big country guy. Yes. Like, I, I don't know the history and stuff, but I did not think I was going to see so many damn albums from him. Yeah. I kept on flipping through. I was like, okay, okay, ooh. But yeah, yeah that. he's he's not huge, but he's a huge indie guy. He's mm-hmm. put out many, yeah, um, many many songs on. Uh, but no, I didn't know that Troy Wright, that Troy Cartwright guy is from Dallas. Dallas. He's yeah. a Texas guy. But okay. I always say the the reason why I was like, oh, he got a Wikipedia. I always said, if you wanna, if a barometer for how successful you are is if you get a Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, again, Wikipedia, if you have one fan Wikipedia that wants to put it up on Wiki, is made by yeah, what I know by normal is. people. So this guy's made it in my book. <laughs> yes, and what I wanted to touch on with Ward Davis is, uh, he will have a radio single. He just signed a Nashville music label. He has a radio single coming out next weekend. Um, I don't have the name of it, but what reminded me of it was Chris Owen tweeted it out saying it will be new. And I forgot to do my little gems from Chris Owen uh, from the charts. So I want to touch on that because that was the last song of the new singles. So I want to read off the stats that I screenshotted from Chris Owen's Twitter. Okay, so... Better Together by Luke Combs. It climbed 16 spots to number 22 on Billboard Country Airplay this week and with nearly 6 million in audience gained in just three weeks. Three weeks. I said nine weeks. Literally, if you get that for six more weeks, it's number one. (laughs) So I... I'm very happy that I could be like dead on with that because <laughs> Chris Owen then like commented on his own tweet saying it could be number one by Christmas, but it's a good shot it'll be number one by January of 21. Mm-hmm. So good way to lead into the new year for Luke Combs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and who knows? Maybe forever after all, we'll take some spotlight and become a new single. Everybody's yeah. loving that, mm-hmm. and it's not even out. So I know one guy that I follow. Sorry, I just punched my mic. But one guy that I follow on socials, uh, the name of it is called Backroad Riff. He was like, unpopular opinion. I don't know if I'm that psyched about Forever After All. I don't know if anything can top uh, 
crazy beautiful or beautiful crazy i don't like that song beautiful crazy yeah no. i i liked it early 100 percent. i was one of the early listeners and then it got overplayed for me as a big luke combs fan he's in my top five i do not like that song i just i don't, don't. think it, i don't think beautiful crazy is a top five single for me either but i think it's one of a kind and can't be redone mm. uh yeah so that was one of them and then i wanted to mention the morgan wallen stat seven summers by morgan wallen it might be able to take top 20 before more than my hometown peaks. And I want to put in my own little take on it. I don't even think seven summers is really getting the label push right now. The label push is going towards more than my hometown, which is and smart. seven summers is on its own little engine climbing up <laughs> the hill real quick. I think once that seven summers song gets its first week of push, holy crap, that will hit number one. In my yeah. opinion, just wait for more than my hometown to hit number one, because that's the song they want to hit number one. And I think it's the better song, but the fan base is around seven summers. Yeah. And that is, it, it, I've never seen something like that. It's crazy. Uh, seven summers quite possibly could be number one right after that mm-hmm. Luke Combs song. Yeah. Uh, so, so give us the uh, duet we've all been waiting for, Morgan. When uh, Luke, when you got Morgan right was after teasing Luke. it too. Morgan was teasing it. Uh, yeah, I mean they ahead. toured. They toured together. I mean, yeah, they toured on, together yeah. for like thirty weeks or something like that. So, because that song, I I'm mean, I'm ready for you're it. You're looking at the both of them. I mean, Luke Combs is the king right now of country music, modern mm-hmm. country music right now, and I mean Morgan Wallen is shooting way up there i mean i'm not gonna call him second but hey i mean he's up there for sure so it's sitting number 26 on billboard airplay right now 28 on media base and more than my hometown's number seven on both the last time this has happened two solo singles climbing inside of the top 20 at the same time was in october of 2006 when rascal flats did it with my wish and life is a highway (laughs) life is a highway peaked at number 18 when my wish just cracked the top 10 my life is a highway got that huge push from the cars movie that's a yeah yeah So. so here in this case, it's not a movie, but it's an entire TikTok. App. Yeah, yeah. their social media app. But just that's a forward. pretty good uh, company to be with. Yes, those it two is. songs from Rascal Flatts are really good. So one hundred percent. And then Lee Bryce's new song "Memory I Don't Mess With" that will impact November second. I don't know if I already mentioned that. And then again, the writers. I didn't touch on them because I didn't truly like do a deep dive into the singles this week and note the writers, but. Chris Owen, thank you, at Fiddle Saber on Twitter. Writers for this song were uh, Lee Bryce, Billy Montana, the son of Randy Montana, and Brian Davis. And Chris Owen shines some light on the Billy Montana because he wrote More Than a Memory for Garth Brooks in 2007. Very similar songs from Bryce and Brooks. So, uh, And then one more for this week. Chris Owen did the top 12 uh, most played songs at Country Radio in 2020. Oh, yeah. So I, I want to do this as well because I think this is very cool from him. Number 12 was Sam Hunt's Hard to Forget. 11, I Hope You're Happy Now by Pierce and Bryce. 10, Homemade by Jake Owen. 9, Maddie and Tay's Die from a Broken Heart. 8, Beer Can't Fix, Thomas Rhett and John Party. 7, another Sam Hunt song with Ken Folks. 6, Luke Combs oh. and Eric Church's Does to Me. Number five, Travis Dennings, After a Few. Number four, Marin Morris' The Bones. Number three, Blake Shelton with Gwen Stefani, Nobody But You. Number two, Gabby Barrett's I Hope. And number one, Chasing You by Morgan Wallen. Yeah, that's kind of... Very good company with all of those songs. What did I say? What did I say? uh, 
couple weeks ago, or was it a week ago, uh, what I thought the number one song was going to be for the year. Uh, did I you forget. S- was it a Morgan Wallen song? Did you say... Uh, I don't think I said more than my hometown, but it was something. So that, that was, You think it was it, Morgan? I think, but it's not in it the could top have been 12, Chasing, it so could, You could have said Chasing You because it was your number one. I'll oh, give you a little credit there. I think, yeah, because now I said, is is it going to be considered his second year in a row with the biggest country song of the year? Quite possibly. Because whiskey glasses and Jason whiskey glasses. So, because know. in in Luke Combs' defense, Luke Combs has the these like quick radio runs. Mm-hmm. Chasing you dominated for like forty two weeks on radio, yeah. and more than my hometown's been on there all summer. So, yeah. I'm yeah. just surprised. Was I know hard to forget? By Sam Hunt was a number one hit, but was Kin Folks? Yes. Oh, I yeah, just maybe Kin, Kin I wasn't number one. that into it was the like charts April-ish. at that time. Huh. It was right before his album released. Huh. Because I I know that you know I knew that song and everything, but I didn't think that thing. Yeah, was the up guys there that much. the guys that perform well on radio. That's when they try to time up their uh, album release. Yeah. Kind of like Matt Stell, what he just did with his EP. They try to put it out when their songs top Gets five, number one yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. So. It just gets more clicks, and I'm going to talk about more clicks when I mention Matt Stell. But um, we, there was three huge EPs that came out this weekend, and we didn't want to not cover any of them. I felt like we could cover the Sturgill Simpson 20-song album next week because there's not like a huge slot other than the Luke Combs, which is only four songs long. So we want to cover all three new EPs. But to cut the time, I'm going to give analysis on the analysis on the matt stell part alex is going to take the trace adkins part and we're both going to cover parker mccollum both of them were both of us weren't crazy on the parker mccollum ep but alex thought the trace adkins ep was the best one of the week and i thought the matt stell ep was the best of the week and we both kind of explained to each other how we thought you know it was good but the other one in our favor like i thought the trace adkins was third of the week and he thought the matt stell was third of the week so without further ado i'm going to let Alex, take over for a little bit and give his analysis on the Trace Adkins EP. Do you want to start it off with the song that I've queued up first? Uh, mm, wait a second. Let me uh, talk about it just for a second. Um, in my way of saying it's my favorite EP of the week, it is not on the songs that were already released. It is mm-hmm. just based solely on songs that were unreleased. New. Because obviously... Parker McCollum still would take number one. Yeah, if you're gonna, he has those three songs. He has those three Young songs Man's that Blues, Like a Cowboy, yeah, and Pretty Heart that we've have been loved out. for we a, about a year them for Pretty Heart this podcast. I think so. Yeah, so this is just solely on unreleased songs. And while we both thought Parker's three were iffy, I thought Matt Stell's four weren't the best. And Trace Adkins. While it's three songs, I'm only spotlighting two because I did not like Big, even though it was written by uh, Brothers Osborne. I just uh, didn't really find it for that song. Uh, You're spotlighting song. three, by the way. You I gave me three. Oh, yeah. that was yes. One was yeah. um, a, a release song before. Yes. But uh, my number one song is the third track and the title of the EP, Ain't That Kind of Cowboy. I ain't no John Wayne, ain't riding off into the sunset. Leaving what I love behind Only silhouette smoke from a cigarette Up against a western sky In the bottom of a bottle high in the saddle Thinking I'm better off on my own I've done enough cowboy and 
I want to take it for one quick second. Ben, mark your favorite for every EP, and we're, we're going to ask you for your one EP song from all three of the guys and your two singles. All right, take it. Uh, yeah, that was probably the best song for me of the EPs that was released this week. Uh, I'm not a huge Trace Adkins fan if I'm talking about old country stars. Well, he's not old, but older kind of country stars. Um, I mean, really only big, big hit I know from him is uh, the song you were singing to yourself when you came back into the room on uh, Friday night. Was it Friday night? Saturday night? I don't night? know. I sing many songs. It was, many, uh, many songs. Ah, uh, come on. It was the... I Love Swing by Trace Adkins. Was it Swing? No. Swing it was, uh, about see, I'm swing forgetting it because it's really the only one I know, but I don't really like to talk about it because I, I just don't I'll like it. I'll look it up for you. I'll find one of the songs that I'll <laughs> sing. But yeah, this song was uh, really, really good. It really took me out because uh, the three release tracks from Trace Adkins weren't great, and I really wasn't like thinking this was going to be my favorite EP. But yeah, this song is uh, just a really good song. Okay, it's going to be very embarrassing if you agree on the one that I think you did. Or you are going to agree on because I know Ben and I came in singing this. But yeah. the first song that I'll sing is You're Gonna Miss This, and it was not that one. No. Honky tonk, but donk a donk. Ben knows every word of that song. I knew that was the song, but I did not want to say that name because <laughs> it's. Just, I'm not saying that name. But donk a donk. <laughs> yes, just... Ben and I. We heard that at Purgatory, and they were yeah. playing. Where was it? It was actually in Noah's parents' car, and let me tell you, they got an education on how my I could sing. <laughs> Alright, and uh, my second favorite track from the this Trace Adkins EP is uh, Running Into You. Rain starts coming down, I'm getting soaked to the bone, but I can't move. I can't walk down memory lane without running into you. I was queuing up the song. I wanted the instrumental. I mm -hmm. like the piano and the steel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, God, you told me at the beginning of the year, one of, uh, I'm not going to say one of my favorite songs of the year, but a really, really high one up there is a five-minute ballad uh, from Trace Adkins. I would have been like, what? <laughs> Are you <laughs> sure? I'm not really a big Trace Adkins fan. But no, yeah, this song is uh, my second favorite song on the EP and also unreleased. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, I like the beginning uh lyrics in the first line i put my hand in my coat pocket and there you are on a crumpled piece of paper from a night at some perdido beach bar where's perdido that's really good i don't know where perdido is where but perdido. that's really good yeah uh and on your golden skin a vienna waits for me tattoo just yeah uh the, the lyrics kind of go down when yeah. it keeps getting into the other verses they're not as uh great as the first verse but yeah, just I didn't. A, I didn't catch that in my first uh, no. listen. And plus, since you mentioned the writing, I'm going to mention the writers because I do like to shine light on them. The writers of this one was James Slater and Tony Lane, and it was also produced by but Bart Butler, who I was going to mention later. But mm. uh, because you were kind of stunned with how long I let it go, because yeah. I liked the instrumental, I'll mention the producer of that yeah. too. So, but yeah, really, really strong track. And yeah. Uh -huh. And my third favorite track, this was released early, I think it might have been in June of this year, was Mind on Fishing. Yeah, 
mind on fishing. Yeah, that was a really, really nice track from June. Uh, I just like the meaning. Well, I don't like the meaning, but I just like, I think it's funny the way he paints everything in there. Uh, but yeah, just a, a really strong EP, uh, unexpectedly. And again, I'm just saying this is my number one EP because of the three unreleased tracks. Because if I all fully look at it, just the way we do it and big aren't my favorites at all. I'd actually say that those are kind of bad, if you ask me. But the other four, I didn't talk about better off uh, either. I think the, Noah said that's yeah. his number one. Yeah, uh, just a nice EP from Trace Adkins. Really unexpected. Yeah, and then I'm going to give my one song analysis. But first, I want to cover the writers for Mind on Fishing. That was Aaron Rattier, who was, I think it's Rattier, either way. He was a writer on one of the Muscadine Bloodline songs from the album. And then Wynn Varble, also produced by Bart. That's a Bar- freaking cool name. Yeah, Wynn Varble. Uh, kind of reminds me of Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Yeah. And so those are, those are the writers also produced by Bart, Bart Brutler again. And then Ain't That Count of Cowboy was written by James Slater and Tony Lane as well. Or, or actually, I just read Running Into You again. Ain't That Cowboy's writers were Justin Lance and Stephen Wilson, also produced by Butler. Butler probably had the whole... Uh, EP here but when I first listened to the EP I was like oh this might be way better than what I think uh, or what I'm assuming it's going to be I listened to the first song Better Off and that was my favorite Here is Better Off The only reason why that song really isn't up there for me is because that song, everyone gets the gist of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, things are better off on your bed, so we can both be on it. Yeah. And I know you can try to take artists out of what they're talking and everything, but I just couldn't get the fact out of that. Trace Atkins is almost 60 years old, and I just didn't want to be thinking about that. <laughs> A twenty-eight, a twenty-four-year-old releases that Jeez. song. It's kind of like, hey, yeah, you that know. That didn't even cross my mind, but you just put an Me? ugly side no. into it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, Alex! But I do have an ear for great writing. I love the double entendre in it, and I go and look at the writers, and boom, there she is, Hillary Lindsay, one of the popular Hardy co-writes as well. Hillary Lindsay kills it. Um, with a lot of lyrics and a lot of radio country songs. Um, I I don't know about you, but I think this one could be a radio song. That was the only really... Oh, yeah, definitely. This one was my favorite and strongest song off the uh, EP, and I was, like, taken aback. I was like, this is not what I was expecting from a Trace Atkins song because I had listened to The Mind on Fishing and I wasn't really a fan of... He was kind. He's trying to go for that 90s country sound and I didn't really like how loud it was. That's another thing why I like it so much because it's not anything... He's not trying to even instrument anything from like this decade. Yeah. This sounds straight out of the 90s like yes. he is. Nothing different than what he's been doing his entire career. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes... Uh, Hillary Lindsay was behind the song, as well as Liz Rose, who I've paying more attention to lately. And then the other guy that I've put my stamp on saying that he has some good songs, but man, when he has duds, he has duds. This one, in my opinion, was pretty good, and it was Corey Crowder. 
So yeah, when you see his name on it, it's either, um, I guess it's either pretty good or, uh, as in uh, Florida Georgia Lions case, a dud. In my, in my opinion, maybe not in Radio Lover's opinion. But uh, do you have any closing remarks on the Trace Adkins better off? No, nope, uh, just or a nice surprise. Cowboy EP. Yeah, it was a very nice surprise. So I'm going to get into my solo EP that I was covering this week, um, and I I will say this is my favorite EP of 2020 so far. Uh, I wrote like I started to write the article for it. And I was just like, I'll screw the singles because I really want to write this, and I wasn't able to write it. But I have a little bit of a script that I want to read off of here for this one. Uh, Matt Stell's Better Than That EP is his second mainstream project he has put out in his career. He is riding the wave of a former number one hit on country radio, Prayed For You, and the current top five hit, Everywhere But On, which are both included on the EP. I truly do appreciate that because of the fact that there were only six new songs. I appreciate that he called it an EP because of the six new songs, but two other ones were pre-leased. So you had two radio songs. And let me just say this, Prayed For You is so old. It's like 2017 old. Yeah. And then Everywhere But... I did not but, know how old that song was. It yeah. just fully hit last year. Yeah, and then Everywhere But On was the title of his debut album. So then he included both of those songs, and I mentioned it earlier. It's just to get the clicks uh, because I I can understand this only from his first project. Typically for artists, it's an EP. He wanted to go with an album. He had an independent album as well in 2014. Yeah, just looking through it. Yes, yeah. he had an in- independent album in 2014. I'm not counting that as like under his major label type music. Um, so you take his first album it was eight songs long the same size as this eight song ep I just, I, I just but found i that out. I, I appreciate so the fact that he called it an ep because he had two pre-released radio hits so that makes it six new songs and then he pre-released two of them so it makes it four so technically you're getting a four song project so i do appreciate that and then back to my little write-up that i did not quite finish uh this tells an amazing story like an album that was released by a 10-year-old veteran on radio. He starts off the EP with his current number four hit on the media-based chart, Everywhere But On, and here is a clip of that. I've been from Savannah to Long Beach Trying to keep your memory out of reach but there you were in the Delta night Santa face sun, the Colorado sky I could add another push pin to the map but that don't stop me from missing you and looking back Guess it's just one place I haven't gone I've moved everywhere but home I know you like that one, Alex. Do you want to say anything about it? No, no. I remember when that... It's so funny that you're saying that this is an EP and that I didn't even think in my head that's the the album that this song came out on last mm-hmm. year was an album and it was eight songs yes. i just thought in my head that that was an ep but yes. i just checked and it doesn't say it but yeah i remember listening to this album all the way through and there were only two songs that stood out to me because prayed for you it was before it really fully yeah. hit i didn't even really fully like it back then but i really liked everywhere but on uh that and was the song i played the a lot hometown about. song with jenny allen yes how did so. i know but yes, back to the Better Than That EP. We got uh, Everywhere But On 
it, it takes you on the process or through the process of recognizing that you need to get over that significant other. In the single, they play off the words of trying to move to different places in the world to try to help you get over them. But at the end of the single, uh, at the end of the course, Stelp finally just admits that moving away can't fix the problem if he never moves on. It was penned by Stell, Lance Miller, and Paul Sykes. So this is how I view it as well. Take that as chapter one. This is how good it is. I'm going to fucking put chapters on it. But that was chapter one, the top five hit. Chapter two is one of... So yes, this is one of Alex's favorite songs, and he'll give his analysis in a little bit. But If I Was a Bar was chapter two of this, and it's a rowdy revenge song in the post-breakup type, like, uh, I'm going to give it, like, uh, stages of the EP as well. So, like, uh, if you were to group the chapters, it's along with Everywhere But On. Um, this is the post-breakup uh, song, revenge song, with many examples of trying to make the girl feel bad. And my favorite one was the example in the second verse where he he says, like, he's going to put her face on a dartboard type thing and then also give all of his all of her exes free drinks. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, nice line there. Uh that song was written by Zach Kale, and he was all over the Gabby Barrett album, the debut album. She wrote like nine of her 12 songs with him, some crazy amount. And I like that album too, so that name sticks out to me now. Dan Isbell and Jonathan Singleton, all notable names in the songwriting game. Chapter three, this third song, was the number one hit, Prayed For You. Everyone has heard of it, so we're not going to cue that one up. But... Uh, Estelle is is sort of just searching for that new girl in his life and taking the lines out of the song. He's praying for her to come, basically. Chapter four is the encounter. When the song Better Than That comes on Stell is still at the point of trying to get over her, but he's, uh, shoot, where did I, I lost my point. Uh, come on. Stella's at that point of time where he is already over his ex. Sorry about that. He's already over his ex, but he sees her in person at the bar and she is uh, being hit on by a new man. As Stella is observing this man, he takes note of all of his wrong moves and wants to see if his ex will stay true to herself or if she will give in and make or and be attracted to the new man all while Stella is watching and thinking to himself, do I go up to her and make a move? But in the back of his mind, he knows better than to do that, as the song title suggests. Uh, this song, uh, this song is the first of what I will call the assumption assumption stage uh, from Stell's EP. Stell was going uh, in into chapter five of the song, uh, the first new song of the EP. This is one, or this one is called I Love You Too. Stell is still in the assumption stage, in my opinion, where his, uh, of his ex, where, while he still can't, as you can see, I typed this up last minute and I'm stumbling over my type words and stuff. Uh, stage of his ex, while he still can't find his own form of love. Stell assumes that her new. Uh, man only says I love you too and that there's a huge difference between saying I love you too after the person that first said it or by saying I love you period first Uh, I think of that song it was kind of stemmed probably from the difference from Tyler Rich Tyler Rich probably did that first in my opinion but still a good song 
chapter six of the EP and the last song in Stell's Assumption Stage. That is my favorite song, favorite new song off of it. This is called Stady. Sadie. Whoa. What is going <laughs> on? I literally like typed this two minutes before we started recording. The new song is called Sadie, and it's my favorite new song. Stell has always had this girl in his life, and Sadie is one of his former exes, but still one of her one of his best friends to date. And basically, th- their relationship is Sadie's always like talking pretty much bad about her current boyfriend. And I'm gonna play this clip of the chorus right here. Ben, play that. So, uh, Stell is basically just explaining that he will give her the world type thing if they get back together. He knows that, uh, he knows her better than anybody else type thing. That's also why the album's called Better Than That. It all kind of stems back to that middle ground of the EP, the whole story type thing. It's really good. Um, and then this is the part where I didn't finish writing everything down. So, that's the end of the assumption stage. I really like that Sadie song because I think it atta- obtains to me pretty well. Alex, do you have something to say? If I may interject. This is the song I was talking about earlier. About what? That I do not like two of the things that he does in this song. And this is kind of any song. This is like excluding country. You start out the first time he's, and I still think this song is solid, um, but it's probably like my least favorite song that he of released. No, that just just the, the of four, the four new ones. He starts out, you know, everything's fine the first verse. Then he hits the chorus, and it's the Sadie. Yeah, I just hate the like I hate the the not stumbling because he's doing it on purpose. But I just hate that. I'm like, you know, I I just dislike that. And then you get to the I'd before I'd start a ride for you, where it's kind of like a a show off kind of thing. I'd. Yeah. You're getting my voice here, and it ain't too good. <laughs> but I just hate, and they're lumped together in the same damn chorus, and they're lumped together in the same song. So I just, yeah. I heard those two right away, and I was like, nothing can salvage this song for me. Like, nothing. I hear that in the chorus, and I'm like, I'm gone. Yeah, so that was the sixth song, and I really liked its place in the album as well because it's sort of like, um, you're you don't know what to do. You can't find that new girl, but you've always had this one girl that's always in your phone, good friends with her for pretty much your whole life. In this song's example, and you know you're just gonna try to talk to her, try to woo her, get her, get her back in your life more, uh, like I don't know, make her more important to you. I guess you should say, or make her uh, break up with her boyfriend to get with you type thing. But that is the last song where Stella is single in this and the story starts to turn around. So chapter seven is the song Chase It Down. And this is where he sort of finds new love. And this is the beginning of their relationship. And he's basically saying, uh, we're going to take on the world together in very, very short terms because I don't have everything written down. But the album ender is what kind of closes this everything up. This is the last chapter of the book where everything either breaks down or everything turns into a happy ending. And for Stell, in this case, it's a happy ending. Uh, The song called Look At Me Now is where he sort of puts himself, it's not really close for him right now, he's just visioning it, where he's standing there at his wedding watching his 
bride walk down the aisle. Here is the song. Look at me now, looking at you, just like everyone else in the room. Look at me now, tears in my eyes, even though I swore that I wouldn't cry. I lost it the second I saw you in that dress and your daddy was walking you down. Thought I'd never So as he says says in the chorus, he's been through a ton in this short little book, I'll call it, where he's just now saying, thought I'd never do this, but look at me now. So he's come full circle, marrying the girl that I assume is the new one. I don't think it's Sadie that he truly does love. And I think the whole storyline of the whole EP deserved to be called an album, but I appreciate the fact that he called it an EP. Um, and Matt Stell is one of those guys where I was kind of wanting more than the label of EP type thing because I think he's much better than yeah, especially uh, to capitalize off of the, everything that he's been the top going five and the number one. But he's it, still going to capitalize enough. Yes, so. he he should. Um, I think "Look at Me Now" should be the next song they push towards the radio. I think that one's fitting the boyfriend country subgenre. But I also do think. The EP, at least for me, has cemented Matt Stell. I was already a big fan of Matt Stell that cemented his name into uh, like a certain category for me of favorite artists type thing. I would probably give him that top 20. I don't know what <laughs> my top 20 is, but he's probably in there now. So uh, I mentioned it earlier. Alex's favorite song off the EP or favorite new song. He likes to do the new songs. It was If I Was a Bar, and here's that clip. He's yawning. <laughs> I was giving it a second. It's past my bedtime. Out it's twelve thirty. <laughs> this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get it up for Thursday night because new music comes out on Thursday night, and we have new music on Friday. <laughs> uh, but no, this is my favorite track. Uh, I think it came out in July. Um, I still remember when I woke up that morning, and uh, Chris Owen had already tweeted out, "God, I love this new Matt Stell single. This thing sounds like a hit." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, I didn't even Here know he released a new Here song. Go. Got it, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that that is a great track." Yeah, he uh, is and sticking you said, his neck out for "If I Was Bar" to be the next yeah, single too. You said that that was my favorite from the new songs, but that isn't a new song because well, technically pre-release. Yes, but if I had to pick, a, I know you don't got it queued up, but it would be "Chase It Down" for me okay. of the four that were unreleased. Yeah. So I I really liked that project. Like I said already before. My favorite EP of 2020 that came out, uh, and I think Alex also said that the Trace Atkins one was his favorite EP of 2020 as well. Yeah. So it was that type Take of week. Back, yeah. We we were both kind of like in the middle of, of of the other ones, but we liked, we loved the other EP that mm -hmm. both of us were kind of like iffy on. So without further ado, we want to jump into the guy that we have mentioned many times, played his three top songs from this EP many times as well on this podcast. Uh, Parker McCollum, he put out a new EP, and this is his top 10 hit, Pretty Heart. And 
Yeah, Pretty Heart uh, came out in the end of 2019 last year, and it latched on to me like a f- like tick on a dog or a flea on a dog. <laughs> um, literally was one of my top 2019 country songs at the end of the year, and it's going to be one of my top 2020 songs as well. It's sort of – he's fixing his mic too. I don't know if you're getting <laughs> some of that feedback. But Pretty Heart is sort of going to be my whiskey glasses of – 2018 2019 keep on going yeah that just carry over from 2019 2020 i love that that much it's probably going to be another top 10 on my spotify wrapped but what do you have to say on the pretty hard song uh that song hopefully it'll be top five number one i think if it keeps on shooting up but i mean honestly you look at i mean there's no doubt what his next single will be it'll be young man's blues i would be i would hope should be i mean those are two great I would hope Young Man's Blues would land in because I like Young Man's Blues more than Pretty Hard. Me too. So I feel like that should be. We've played it way one. more than Pretty Hard as well. Yeah. I think that was the first time we have actually played the top five hit from or yeah. ten, top ten hit from him. So, so I mean, those are two great introductions to Parker McCollum in the mainstream kind of country. Yeah, his mainstream career now that he's gone away from just Texas. One hundred percent. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah, so we already mentioned Young Young Man's Blues. Played it many times, but it's too good not to not play it. Here it goes. So again, we've already given our analysis many times before on that song, so we're not really going to touch on it. But track one, two, three stand out way farther than track four, five, six, and that's yeah. just one of those EPs. I feel like it is actually better for Parker, and this is my take on it because uh, one, two, three is going to carry this EP for him. Yep. Young Man's Blues is going to go to radio; it's going to kill it, and it might take a long time for Young Man's Blues to hit. And like a cowboy might not even get a radio chance, and he's already going to be ready to put out an album. As mm-hmm. as those Texas country artists are, they're writing twenty four seven. They're on their bus twenty four seven. They're writing. They're writing. They're writing. He's going to have another project ready to go, and that's part of the reason why I'm not taking him off of my top five, and I'm keeping Muscadine at six and Parker McCollum at five because I know he's got stuff in his back pocket ready to go. And I really wanted an album from him, but EP right now, I mean. 2020 he he's gonna have the radio hits and that's all you can ask for yeah so yeah i mean yeah it's not like he's unproven this isn't like uh well we don't really know if you're gonna be a big kind of guy yes. i mean your first debut single mm-hmm. in mainstream country radio is top 10 yes. i mean that's great so <laughs> yeah he's so basically how radio does that i think i've already explained this but that we covered it in episode two with the e- episode three with the eps and stuff mm-hmm. you have to make your name for him and i think parker's already done that and he's already done that in the texas scene as well so i think he should stay there could be some of that Aaron Watson drama that happened. And I know Parker McCollum, he's he's a great Twitter follow, but he can be a little rowdy on Twitter. I love it, though. Uh, he actually just tweeted out, like, a great lyric as well, trying trying to, like, give a little Easter egg of another yeah. song. Um, but we do want to touch on those three other songs. This was Alex's favorite of the new three. This is called Hallie Ray Light. Oh. 
first time I listened to that song, I did not add it on any of my playlists. Like for like, I I make playlists for best of the months. Mm-hmm. Didn't put it on that. Didn't put it on my country fall 2020. Because the main thing I thought was, um, I don't want to be going around singing this song. <laughs> mainly, wishing Parker's girlfriend good night. Mainly about a girl. Yeah, that. I, you know, I don't really, I don't fully know her. Yeah. I mean, everyone sings love songs in yeah. the car, but it just feels so intimate that, that I'm like so singing her name that it's in her the name. chorus. Yes. Yeah. She put a post on Instagram and everybody's saying good night, goodbye, Hallie Ray Wright. It's, it's hilarious. So at first I was like, I just can't get into this song, but the more you listen so to it, catchy. the verses leading up to the good night and goodbye, Hallie Ray Light mm-hmm. are great. And it's just, yeah. The chorus is catchy. Just like the young man's blues, it's short. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like yeah, when someone would be like, "What's your chorus for this this one this one song?" Oh, good night, Howie Ray. Good night, Howie Ray. Light. It's like, are you, are you sure? He's <laughs> very simple with the songwriting, but he's very good verse writer, and that's why I love him. Mm-hmm. It can be catchy, just like Young Man's Blues. Because this song, it starts. I love songs that just don't. I mean, he's not the, an ordinary writer. The main formula is yeah. verse, chorus. Yeah. I love verse, verse, mm-hmm. chorus. Yeah. I just like that. Yeah. He he has different writing styles. Everybody, the mainstream's kind of just like, you know, this is how you write a song. Mm-hmm. You have the intro, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. This guy, he does his own little thing, and that's why many people do love him. And I do want to say this was his best song vocally on the EP. Really shows off his pipes. And again, I've already said it, he's very... Uh, patchy and I also think because it's so raw that's why it's so good Mm. Um, and then that was my fifth favorite on the EP this is my fourth favorite favorite new song of the EP this is called Hold Me Back there's gasoline all over this ground I strike a match and drop it down I need someone to hold me back A nice ballad from Parker there. And I want to mention this just to like give that mellow ballad song some, you know, like little uh, hystericalness in this. I have an aunt that says the reason why she doesn't like country music anymore is because it's too much of take you out back and shoot yourself because it's like that sad. But I love it. I love that kind of stuff. And this is like my bread and butter. He says he gets so descriptive with it, too. He's going to drop some gasoline down on the ground. And it takes me back to the hell of a music video. I think that's exactly where he must have written the song, too, because in the music video, And in the song, Hold Me Back, he is uh, leaning back the gasoline can and just dragging it throughout the whole house. And then he takes it outside and just drops a match and the whole house just burns on fire. He's forgetting about the last year. And this is just about probably the sequel or the, the second movie of the first song, Hell of a Year. It's so good, in my opinion, because he's just forgetting about the past. It's not... It's not like Jason Aldean saying, I got what I got right now and I'm going to forget about what happened a year ago, you know? This is, he, he's literally lighting the house on fire, getting rid of everything. Yeah. It's got the stamp of approval by my dad. He, he liked up, that? Yeah, he came up this weekend and uh, I finally got to play some of because 
I didn't like to drive my car. I don't want to drive my car, so I was the passenger, and I yeah. was the one fiddling with all the songs. Ox. <laughs> yeah, because usually I don't want to spoil myself listening to those new songs before I'm home yet, but this time no one else was in the car. It was just me and him, and I was like, I'm going to play some new stuff. And this had just come out, and he said, oh, who's that? And I go, oh, it's Parker McCollum. And he goes, oh, yeah, you already reminded me because he <laughs> likes Young Man's Blues too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was Parker McCollum's uh, EP. The last song that we didn't mention was... Love You Like That. Love You Like That. That was the album ender, or the EP ender, I should say. And it was still solid. None yeah. of this was bad. None of them was bad. Like like we said, but the top three songs really carry the weight of this EP. Yeah. And that's why it didn't really stick out to us, because we've already heard those songs way too much. It's like getting overplayed, because mm-hmm. it's my favorite Texas artist, and his like fifth favorite or third favorite. I don't remember what you put it at. Yeah. You? five i think i think five (laughs) but uh again he's not going away in my opinion uh we'll see how well he catches on with mainstream radio but still going to be one of my favorites for quite some time and getting into our last and biggest piece of news uh alan jackson just turned 62 years old this week and although it might not be big news, we're like, this is a perfect opportunity to give our top five Alan Jackson songs. So here we go. Alex, your number five. All right. My number five is Gone Country. This is my number five, too. Look at them boots. She's gone country. Back to her roots. She's gone country. A new kind of suit. She's gone country. Yeah, both of our number fives there. I talked over the song a little bit, but yeah, good song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I mean, say he's much. had like thirty-four number ones. I think is the yeah, total. It, all of them are going to be good. That's all I was playing through when I was at my last class just yeah. now. Yeah, uh, because I'm not again. I'm not a kid that was raised on country music. If I was, and obviously, I would listen to a lot more Alan Jackson. I'm than the same I, way. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 confident in these top five, but I also feel like an accomplished Alan Jackson listener would definitely be like, oh, here's are all these, these are album all the cuts. Radio hits. Yeah, and, so these um, are basic to me, I would say, but still. All five of mine, I think all ten of mine actually are all number ones, but when he has 34 number ones, it's hard not to include yeah. the number ones. But I will say I grew up on Alan Jackson because my dad said, if you don't wear a cowboy hat, you're not country. So he was like one of the five cow or five cowboy hat country singers that my dad actually listened to and my mom listened to with him. So I grew up on Alan Jackson and I grew up on country. So right. and good. Well, we're tied right now. Yeah, we're tied Sexy's one. Gonna one. Give his rankings. Yeah, and tied one one, and we'll get we'll get Sexy's favorite songs at the end of the episode. But yes, tied one one after five. Number four, Alex. What is your number four? Uh, where were you? I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN but I'm not sure I can tell you The difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God And I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us, and the greatest is love. Cliffhanger. Yeah, this song got, you know, this song, I think, raked in money for, I don't know 100%. what charity yes. or what donation, but he didn't get a cent from it. No. Nope. Because this song, if you didn't know, is the response to 9-11 
and I know it was this was before I listened started fully listening to country music. My dad was always like, Alan Jackson made a hell of a song for mm-hmm. the nine for a nine eleven memorial. And I mean I couldn't tell you the last time I listened to this song, but I knew it was gonna be in my top five. Same here. And listening to it in my class uh just a couple of hours ago, I was like, damn. I was like, Yeah, this song is just mm-hmm. freaking great. And it's just a a great memorial to everyone who was lost on that day. And yeah, I just yeah. Yeah, I set up the queue, so I know I got Alex twice this week. I put two of my songs ahead of two of his other songs. So that was the first of two cliffhangers there, and I'll touch on it later. But my number four of Alan Jackson is the song called Drive. Here it is. Just an old hand-me-down Ford With three speed on the column and a dent in the door A young boy, two hands on the wheel I can't replace the way it made me feel And I would press that clutch and I'd keep it right He'd say, a little sore son, you're doing just fine Just a dirt road with trash on each side But I was Mary O'Andre When Daddy let me drive Love that song. Describes the first feeling of driving a car And that was exactly my feeling That's Almost all I have to say, it's so like uh, self-explanatory and it's that good. Like there's, everybody always says, you know, Body Like a Back Road is such a simple written song. Well, then why don't you write it? I say it a co- about a couple other songs and Drive is one of those. He he gives off like three different examples of when you're driving a boat and then driving his uh, dad's truck. And at the end, he finishes it off with his two little girls are driving daddy's truck so great song i love the the word uh, well two words electric chote yeah. just remember that all the time yeah uh so yeah that was my number four ben your favorite number four song this week my favorite number four would have to be drive let's go he was singing it to himself i knew that was disrespectful to 9-11 victim no i'm joking <laughs> oh no ladies Two to one. I know damn well you're going to vote for where were you when it comes up for him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. All right. So number three, Alex, what is it? I uh, can't believe this didn't land in, didn't land in the top two for me, but uh, another song just knocked it out, and it's uh, Chattahoochee. Down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. We got a little crazy, but we never got caught. Down by the river on a Friday night, hearing little cans in the pale moonlight. Talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan, just living for the minute. Cliffhanger. <laughs> you want to talk about simple songs? <laughs> this friggin' song, too. This ain't simple. This is like a different mindset kind of song. Nah, to me, it's still really simple because it's just a place he loves. He's just writing yeah. it. and it's about a breakup and a grape snow cone. <laughs> I love how <laughs> Grady Smith like, loves that now <laughs> because it's like taking on a meme of its own. I know. But yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with this song. I'm, I am surprised that it didn't land in the top two for me. Because I know what number one was. There was no way of anything was knocking it. But okay. uh, my number two is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, if you to ask any person what's your top five Alan Jackson songs, this song's there. This is top three, 100%. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I have it higher than him. So my number three, though, is Where Were You? Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us. And the greatest is love. The greatest is love, and 
the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? Alex covered it so well with uh, his little analysis piece on it. Again, the September day he's referring to is 9-11. He, I get chills every time he says that September day. And I think it's an amazing song, crazy that, you know, you're – Many people, it's sort of like that Route 91 festival thing, how many people are writing it somehow other than Jason Aldean. And this one sticks out that much farther than every other one. That's how good it was. I couldn't tell you if I really remember any of the 9-11 memorial songs. Just off the top of that, yeah. top of my head. I yeah, really yeah. don't. Yeah, I mean, because you know it's going to be a huge trend because yeah. it affected everybody. And I don't want to say that. But this is the one that's kind of stapled I don't wanna, in my head, at least. Yeah, I don't want to say it's easy to just be like, well, we just lost a gazillion Americans. Let's yeah. just write a song for them. Because, yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of cynical, but. Yeah, like I said, it happened with the Route 91 festival in Las yeah. Vegas. The only person that really didn't write one that was involved in that sure. was Jason Aldean, who yeah. was on stage when that But happened. I said. I was about to say, which I'm kind of mad at that he never wrote, but maybe it's something that he's he just... He can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm never going to try to say anything. Yeah, he was literally in the middle of fucking, yeah. like gunfire. So, never uh, been there. My main question is, do you know where your parents were, both of you? Have you ever asked your parents? Because I, yes. I asked mine. I, I've asked mine. You can go ahead and start, though. Uh, my parents were both at work. My dad rushed home, but I was just up with my grandmother, and I mean... I know how she cries uh, for everything else, mm-hmm. so I'm sure <laughs> she couldn't stop that day. Ben, where where were your parents? Uh, my mother was uh, back at home teaching in. Let me think. Oh, your si- mom was a teacher during this. Oh, she still is, but well, I know she's still a teacher, mm-hmm. but she was teaching during this. She was teaching in Merced, California, where my dad was stationed out in Afghanistan. Okay. So shout out to the military. Shout out to the Marine Corps. Hoorah, baby. But, uh, so I know my dad, it hit him probably, uh, I know like five to seven days later. Cause you know, he's out yeah, stationed. He didn't hear about it. But, and then when it hit is big for him and my mom, you know, with everything they had going on in the world, they all. She's very nervous for him. Yeah. They took, uh, they took, um, my mother, I know their class took a week off really? due to that wow. awful occurrence to pay tribute for those lost. And I know whenever my dad got back, they paid a two to three week tribute as well so for me it's a lot more in depth than the our guys right here alex and noah but i just thought i'd give you guys that little snip yeah i i knew about his service uh thank you mr Casaback, for all that you have done in your country uh, always uh I, that's me as well i'm not a very political man and i love that alan jackson says this in writing this song too that's why i really like this some song things as well. shouldn't be political no like, some things shouldn't is be not political. political at no, all i don't think it's political at all and i love when he mentions that and i'm not a political person either but every time i see someone in uniform on the street i always say thank you and i think everybody should do that i think it's the right thing so yeah um my parents i've asked them this before uh, my mom, she was working part-time because she had just had me as a kid. I was born in July and this happened in September of 2001. So she was at home literally watching it on the news as it was happening. And my dad was in the GM, uh, I don't think he was in the trade center. He could have been, he used to work in the trade center, which is like the tallest building in Detroit. So, I mean, if he was, I, I never, I don't think I've ever gotten that answer. He was definitely at work working for GM. If he was in that tallest building, I can understand the 
fear in everybody's eyes and hearts in that building at that time because literally the 9-11 buildings uh, were the tallest in New York and you definitely have that fear wherever you were. So that's what I'll say on that one. I get um, that feeling every time I go to like a sporting event or just being in a tall building. I get that like slight little thing that goes over my head. Like, you know, if something happens right now and I go, yeah. why are you thinking of that right now? But yeah, we just, knock on, we knock on landmark and the security that we do at Steelers stadium. And you know, half the time you'll just, you're just like, dude, I don't really care, but I'm being forced to like look through your bag. I I yeah. don't want to force you to take your bag back to the car, but you kind of have to due to NFL rules. It either has to be a clear bag or a four by six bag. And I do want to mention this. I was working the suite entrance for all the notable people walking in. Ben and I were working it. Uh, ben was just across from me and unfortunately didn't get to see it when it was happening. But Andrew McCutcheon, my idol, favorite baseball player growing up, walked through my metal detector thing, the security scan, and I had a heart attack. Couldn't <laughs> speak to him at all. Um, and see, this is like the tangent that you go off of when you start getting into a 9-11 song. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, what was your favorite, Chattahoochee, or where were you? I'd have to mention that the snippet for uh – where were you? The snippet for no was way better, but I'm going to have to go with Chattahoochee. Okay. I mean, that's that's the uh, benefit. That's the benefit of ranking the song higher than the other person here. So you get the chorus, basically. And so now he is going to have yes, Chattahoochee coming up. It's 2-2. Two, so. two. Um, he just leaked my number two. But uh, Alex, Alex, what is your number two? Number two is Small Town Southern Man. Break the back, but you can't break the spirit of a small town southern man. Uh, yeah, uh, when I first started getting into country music, I, I, I think I always had Florida Georgia Line playlist on, and for some reason, this song was in that kind of playlist. Okay. No clue why. I think it popped up, and I and when it popped up, I already knew who Alan Jackson was, but I heard this song, and I was like, yeah, this song's freaking great. So I really replay this song a lot, and again, I think I said earlier that a lot of these songs for Alan Jackson, they don't really pop up a lot for me because I listen to like mainly playlists that are current right now. Like my main playlist right now is top country mm -hmm. fall music of 2020. So Alan Jackson hasn't put anything out this yeah. fall, so I'm not going to listen. But yeah, listening to all these songs, it just makes you realize that yeah, he's a great and uh, all his songs are great. And yeah, this one was my number two. 100%. And um yeah, I, I didn't even put in my honorable mentions. Though. Ah, so not. I like that. I think I've not had, completing agreeing with you, but there is thirty four number ones. I think I've had this 10. is my second time of that because uh, my Jake Owen, my number one. Yeah. Uh, oh crap! Forget what it He's was. He's not a huge Jake Owen guy, folks. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It was um, something with you. Uh, uh, the one that got away. Oh, the one. Uh, that wasn't even in your honorable mention as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I like I'm, that. I'm yeah. a huge Jake Owen guy too. But yeah, it's good to have 
differing opi- opinions, especially in a podcast, you get more songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he already leaked my number two, you all know my number two already. I'm going to leak his number one, and it's also my number one. It's five o'clock somewhere. So, Chatty Hoochie verse uh, Small Town <laughs> su- Southern Man. This will be the what decides who wins. All right, here it is. <laughs> oh, we got to go back now because he started. Come on, come on, come on. I do want to mention this real quick. Ben is on his third time ever being on soundboard, and that's his first screw up. I want to applaud him on that. So that that's that's for you ben i truly appreciate that you guys that you're doing this for us and you're basically not really even saying anything but your added input at the end of the episode so yeah he's out here it's almost 1 a.m yeah we're just recording this in the dark of the hour (laughs) but we'd be playing call of duty if it wasn't for this so thank you very much but i'm very sorry for making that very deadly mistake no you're you're good you're good uh like like i already mentioned earlier the grapes no cone and a breakup it's uh amazing that you can throw two lines like that into a breakup song and then the music video of the song just makes the song for me it's so memorable sorry i just dropped my water bottle but you got the uh squirrel ski water skiing and then alan jackson's water skiing in jeans and a cowboy hat (laughs) so there's there's nothing like that ain't nothing more country than that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah alan jackson's chattahoochee that's my number two when i think of alan jackson i think of two songs and it's so hard for me to rank my number one but like i already said five o'clock somewhere is my number one and we tied with our number one so, Ben, Chattahoochee or Small Town Southern Man? I mean, they're both great songs, and I pretty th- I think you guys know where the hell this is going. But um, when I hear Chattahoochee, it makes me just want to put on cowboy boots and a cowboy hat, and that is not my style at all, so Chattahoochee. Like Teofimo, I'm getting my hand oh, raised for the third for week in a row. Jeez. Third week in a row, baby. Let's but, go. Uh, last thing is, eat your heart out, Russell Dickerson. I bet you you can't do what Alan Jackson could do <laughs> in his music video. You want to do that in your skinny jeans while you're <laughs> out there freaking water skiing. All right, that Alex. ain't country. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Alex. Your honorable mentions for Alan Jackson. Honorable mentions. I have Remember When. Uh, really nice ballad. That's, Con- oh, you don't rank them. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Country Boy, who what I just re-listened to today mm-hmm. for the longest time. I was like, ah, this song is good, but I for some reason thought it was better. I just didn't put it in the top five. Uh, Summertime Blues, another great track. And then two really, really strong ones that definitely are my six and seven, uh, Little Bitty and Drive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw you sing and drive too. I knew you liked that mm. one. Uh, number six for me, or I'm going to start at 10. Number 10 was Living on Love. Nine, Remember When. Eight, I'm surprised you didn't include this in your top 10, Dallas. Oh, yeah. As a Texas man, I love I love that point of view of a break, or not really like a breakup that needed to happen, but it's just a long distance relationship that can't work. Yeah. And he's just saying, I wish Dallas was in Texas. So. Just I wish I wish Dallas sometimes. was in Texas too. That way we could go to Nashville and he can go to his beloved Dallas Cowboys game. 
Um, number seven, I was singing this in the room, trying to fit this into my top five, and it couldn't fit. So Chasing That Neon Rainbow was number seven, and number six was It Must Be Love. Number one for both of us, this is It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Oh, me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, just a, a great track. And Jimmy Buffett, to me, is so well known. I know everyone knows him because of his great beach music. But God, to me, if his top two most well-known songs were features aren't features on he got alan jackson here and you got knee deep with zach brown band mm-hmm. i mean i know everyone knows the margaritaville yeah. album and stuff and cheeseburger in paradise mm-hmm. but yeah i mean he shines here and i love their banter at the end of it uh when he says i'm just making sure you can make it through the navigational beaks coming yeah. back from margaritaville <laughs> navigational beakers he goes have you been to margaritaville and alan jackson's like yeah a couple times so i just really really like this song yeah i get it the buoys yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the little the little talking at the end is hilarious um this song sticks out to me because it's it's probably the best country drinking song I mean, it spawned its own, like, little signs. People get signs yeah. and put it in their house, like, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, I and mean, it's basically, like, the universal time, you know, Friday, you can just grab a drink and have a little fun. Yeah. And then pretty much if you want to say it for after every workday, if it's 5 o'clock, it's 5 o'clock somewhere if you want to drink at 12. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great country song. And the feature with Jimmy Buffett uh, is what put it over the edge for me because – my family, we grew up on Jimmy Buffett as well. My beloved aunt, uh, she I mentioned earlier, she played college basketball at Florida. Uh, she loves to party, always has a beer in her hand up north in the, at the cabin, and loves Jimmy Buffett. Her favorite song is Margaritaville, so that's always on. And if you want to tick her off, you just throw this song on because she'll get pissed that it wasn't the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville song. <laughs> it's like the number one thing that'll like tick her off. Like when you're at the bonfire or something and she wants to hear Margaritaville, you just throw this one on. It's just as good, but she'll give you shit for it. The I rest could of the imagine night. going up for like a weekend and just being like, that song just replaying <laughs> constantly. All like, the time. All right, I freaking hate Jimmy Buffett it, now. <laughs> it goes on after like every half hour. And if she's not on aux, she's like, you know what song to put yeah, on. Yeah. Noah, put it on. <laughs> like when she just wants to get going, Margaritaville's the go to. Uh but yes, I took home another win three weeks in a row. Like I said, Tiafimo Lopez getting his hand raised, unifying the belts. I just have three going for four next week. Uh thank you for turning in t- tuning oh, in to the oh sexy. Oh yeah, I'm gonna forget about sexy again. All right, sexy. Your favorite first of all, favorite Alan Jackson song. Go. Favorite Alan Jackson song would have to be Chattahoochee. Okay. And then let's go with the singles part, top two. My top two, I can just rank them. My number one would be American Soul by Aaron Watson, and my mm-hmm. number two would be Every Time I Look at You by Shenandoah featuring Lady A. I knew that was going to come out of him too. It's such, a, Like he said earlier in one of the other episodes, that's like his niche that well, I figured he'd like. I mean, he's in a relationship and 100%. kind of stuff. So. And I just said I love the sappy breakup songs where you light the gasoline on fire and burn your background. Yep. So. We don't know much. So Two different states of life right now. But 
Uh, let's get into the Trace Atkins. What was your favorite Trace Atkins song? Okay, Trace Atkins. My favorite out of the four that were selected would be Mind on Fishing. Yeah, that was good. I, I like the twist in the chorus where it's, uh, I'd rather have my mind on God while I'm fishing instead of my mind on fishing. Yeah, that part church. hit home right there. <laughs> that part really hit home. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, that's what I think the song runs on. That's its engine. Uh, Matt Stell's EP. Matt Stell's would have to be Sadie. Sadie. Told you, Alex. I told you. It's catchy. Sadie. Um, and then Parker McCollum's. This one was pretty hard because I love Pretty Heart and Young Man's Blues. But, you know, I'd have to go with Young Man's Blues. Young Man's Blues, go, okay. What's your second? Just just go. Well, he said Pretty Heart. I said heart. Pretty Heart would be. Yeah. Oh, okay, then fine. Just give me a new he, song. He wants, he wants to try to yeah. beat me in something. Hallie Ray Light or uh, Hold Me Back? That'd have to be um, Hold Me Back. Oh, he went against his niche, too. I thought that was going to be slam dunk for you. Yeah, especially. <laughs> but again, I feel like it's because he's singing another girl's name. He's in a relationship and everything. He wants to sing this song. It's just weird that you're singing another woman's name. Good night, Caitlin. Yeah, it doesn't sound uh, as great, but still. <laughs> sing it. Let me tell you, I'm not going to be doing any singing that I do not sing, but maybe <laughs> one episode you get lucky enough that I will. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode eight of the Tailored Cowboy podcast. Uh, like, share, rate on every podcast platform you listen to this on. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to ride away with George Strait's probably most legendary song here. Here we go. See you later. Adios, amigos. Now we Song star.